Welcome to the program. My name is Jim Rome. I know some of you join us for the second hour and third hour, so nice to have you here. You missed a good first hour, but I can guarantee you a good second hour. All right, so let's get to it. Telephone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. We just had Jason McCourty, who I thought was tremendous. Kevin Byard, newest member of the Eagles, will be joining us at 1040, the big head. And I, James Kelly, will break down tonight's Monday night matchup. And if you already want to jump us and say, the hell are you guys doing that for? You're never right. Fine. Fade us. I'm here to make you money, all right? Either respect and listen to what we say and do as we do, or disrespect us and go the other way. Either way, I'm trying to make you money. And all of this is free. Let me get some quick reaction in, and I want to share some thoughts on the college football weekend. If you're on hold, stay there. If not, you can hit me up on the phones. You know what I think is hilarious? Steeler and Jags fans are, have taken their fight out of the stadium and are continuing it on the X and on the show. They're still into each other. I mean, I understand, like, the Steelers and Browns. They hate each other's guts. All of a sudden, though, the Jags and the Steelers are into each other. Ms. Nika herself weighs in. Her. She says, quote, Steeler Nation is soft as toilet paper. Steel curtain. More like tin foil. Wore the Jags hope defense celebrating with those little towels. Queen's fierce. The queen is fierce. Here's another one. Hey, Jim, that's rich of Deontay Johnson to go off on the refs for blowing the game. Short memory from the guy with a handful of drop passes that could have been TDs. Steelers culture is in a bad decline. War three and outs. Nick and PA. But you never thought you'd ever hear a Steeler fan criticize a Mike Tomlin coach team for being a culture in decline. Then there's this guy. Hey, Mr. Rome. I don't know what was missing more from the Steelers v. Jags game. Flags against the Jags or teeth missing from Jags fans' mouth. Every time I thought that I heard a whistle, it ended up just being Duval fan sitting next to me with his mouth open and the breeze blowing through. Wore tiny hands. Lyle in Pittsburgh. See what I mean? That game ended a long time ago. And they're both giving each other the hands still. Tiny hands, regulation-sized hands, fat meat hook hands. Bro, you know you lost, right? Regardless of how many teeth they have or don't have, you know you lost, right? Good stuff. Let's see here before I share some thoughts on the college weekend. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, Jim. Watching the Jets v. Giants game was the equivalent of watching fat porn. Fat? You don't really want to watch it, but hey, it's football. (laughs) Thanks, Paul in Albany, unpaid show contributor. Dude, you're getting exactly what you're worth, Paul. You're getting exactly what you're worth. This guy's like, essentially saying, you're welcome. I'm an unpaid contributor. 
Hey, Rome Slice, skip that. It's from Geoff. You're welcome. Hey, Austin, let me just get this out of the way. Rome, did you just set up the clones talking about, quote, above the ground takes? I'll sit back and wait and wait to hear from me. I'll sit back and wait to hear from me. Regards, Matthew Perry. All right, so here's the thing, JP, in Riverside. You know I've already received 1,000 Matthew Perry blasts. A million. Now, he wrote that. I know you've already received about 1,000 Matthew Perry blasts. Get the elephant in the room out of the way. Yeah, I could do that, JP. I could do that. Or you guys could just not do this because we're not doing this. I don't know when this became the show of record that when a celebrity passes, you rush right in and not to offer condolences, but to pile on and make jokes. That was never my intent. I always had a pretty clear vision of what I wanted this show to be. And I always had a pretty clear vision of what I wanted this show not to be. That. That. That didn't happen. Well, it did happen on my watch, but it wasn't my idea. I never encouraged it, yet you won't stop. And you know why that is? Because I never encouraged it. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. I can't stop you from doing what you're going to do, but we're not doing it, if that makes sense. All right, so hopefully you all had a great weekend. And, and obviously some of you did for all the wrong reasons. But I'm hoping you had a great weekend. And even if you did not, there is at least this consolation. For, for you rational, adult, mature people, there is no way listening, anyone listening who is any of those things, had a worse weekend than Shador Sanders. The Rose Bowl was essentially Shador's own personal house of horrors on Saturday night. For a lot of football fans, I mentioned that Jack Savage... Saw his Bengals win. Chalk went to the Rose Bowl for the first time. Second time. My bad. He's told me already that it's like... It's two for me. It's like essentially football heaven. The Rose Bowl is like football heaven, according to Chalk. He's not wrong. It's an amazing venue. It really is. If you've never been, it's an amazing venue. Except for Shador. The Rose Bowl was straight up hell. Not only did the Buffs get smashed by UCLA for their fourth loss in five games. They got utterly and completely terrorized by the Bruin front seven. Like Colorado could not block UCLA at all. I mean, at all. You don't even have to take my word for it. Look at the numbers. Even if you didn't see that game, UCLA had seven seven sacks, 13 knockdowns, 17 hits, 24 quarterback pressures, And as insane as those numbers are, if you watch that game, it seemed like it was so much worse than that even. Because this dude seemed like he was put on his ass every single time he dropped back the entire game. Like, that offensive line was trying to get their own guy killed. Which is why Dion essentially fired his offensive line after the game. Clearly, this O-line is not what he meant when he said... I'm bringing my own Louie. When we're getting negative yards on first down, that's a tremendous loss. 
Because now you know you're going to throw the ball on second down, and they're, they're calling their defenses pertaining to that loss. I just asked that in terms of the big picture, trying to keep Shadur upright, healthy. The big picture, you go get new linemen. That's the picture. I'm going to paint it perfectly. Here's the thing. Like, I don't want to be super critical of college players, but as long as he is, why not? Right? So that offensive line is not Louie. They're not toting their Louie bags around. Man, they're jamming their crap into hefty bags, and they're trying to board the flight. They're trying to check hefty bags with the bell caps. Hefty bags. That's not Louie. Hey, sir, 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 the trash can is over there. No, that's my clothing. Those are my personal belongings. Hefty. Sir, you cannot bring your trash on the plane. It's not my trash. That's my suitcase. What, that hefty bag? That hefty, hefty bag is your suitcase. Hefty. Anyway, I mean, like, Dion started that conversation, so I think that's fair, even if they are college kids. It's like telling a room full of scholarship players to get their asses in the portal. Get to the portal. Like Arnold, get to the portal. Get your ass to Moss. Get your ass to the portal. Get to the chopper! Get to the portal! Get your ass to Moss. Before you kill my son. See you at the party, Richter. See you at the portal, Richter. See you at the party, Richter. See you at the portal, Richter. See you at the party, Richter. Isn't it amazing how many lines we can get out of that great movie? That's why I love that movie so much. See you at the portal, Richter. See you at the portal. Entire offensive line. See you at the party, Richter. Bennett. Portal. Bennett. Portal. Portal. Bennett. Portal. Bennett. So Colorado still has to play four games. Doesn't get to play four games. Still has to play four games. And, you know, we thought that a bowl game was a foregone conclusion when they started the year they did. Not anymore. The way things are going right now, I'm not sure they're going to get to one. And by the way, I'm not sure they want to get to one. Because they look like they don't want to play another game right about now. And all of this is why coming out in week one, And beating a team that just went to the national championship was such a stunning, absurdly impressive accomplishment. When I keep saying that this team had nothing last year and was one of the worst programs in the Power Five, I meant it. And when I said that their Pac-12 grind was going to be miserable, I meant that too. Remember, even as I was hyping them up when they started the year, and I don't take any of that back, they earned all that. Never once did I say, hey, I'm telling you, this is a team that's going to contend for a CFP spot. This is a team that's going to contend for the top of the Pac-12. Never said that. Never, ever said that. Because you knew it was going to get gruesome once conference play started. I mean, there's a damn good reason why this team was 1-11 last year. That was the entire point of giving Coach Prime some bleeping credit when they blasted out of the gate 3-0. I hope now, rather than rushing in to kill this guy, you take a step back, you're a little more objective, and you realize why that start was so impressive. It was never because this team had the depth and the overall talent to make a run at the Pac-12. The whole point of why 3-0 was so impressive is because they clearly don't have the depth or the overall talent to make a run at the Pac-12. 
So now the question is, do they have the depth and the overall talent to even get to a bowl game? Do they have the depth and the talent and motivation to find two more wins this season? Especially now that he just effectively sent the entire offensive line to the portal with Richter. That's the picture. I'm going to paint it perfectly. Bennett. So, yes, prime is harsh and extremely unconventional. But this is what you sign up for when you sign up to play for Coach Prime. And you had to know that if you failed to protect his own next of kin and star player, you were going to get run. You were going to be shown not only the door, but the portal, Richter. That had to be obvious from the jump, right? O-line on the buffs is a really big job and a high standard. It's his opinion that his son is the best player in college football. And if you can't protect that asset, you're going to go to the portal with Richter. The big picture, you go get new lineman. See at the party, Richter. So what do you do here? I mean, the thing I do like about this guy a lot, he's not hiding behind any coach speak or any cliches. The big picture, I'm going to get some new linemen. Because these dudes are trying to get my son killed. And as harsh as that was from Dion, that might not even be the harshest thing I heard from a coach uh, regarding his own team this weekend. Charlotte head coach, Biff, Biff Pogey, credible name, with an unbelievable take this weekend. Didn't even wait for the post game to start spitting fire. He did it in an interview with ESPN between the third and fourth quarters of a blowout loss to FAU. Never tell me that those in-game interviews aren't worth it. When we hurt ourselves, we, 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 we're, we're like watching sausage being made. It's just a horrifying experience. Um, and, you know, look. This is football, for God's sake. Just block and tackle people. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't do anything else. Don't talk to anybody. Don't push anything. I don't care what anybody says to you. Just do your damn job. Thank you, Coach. Oh, dude. That is incredible. That is incredible. Thank you is not nearly enough. Thank you, Coach. Can we set up a GoFundMe account for this guy? Thank you? That That's all you have? Thank you for that? That is an all-timer right there. We're like watching sausage being made. Because after all, nobody ever gets to see that because you don't want to see that. You don't want to know what's in the sausage. Quote, we're like watching sausage being made. It's a horrifying experience. We're like watching sausage being made. I, I also absolutely love when he was going on about, man, it doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter what anybody's saying. Nothing matters. Do your damn job. Alvin, I would like to hear that one more time in full, please. When we hurt ourselves, we, 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 we're, we're like watching sausage being made. It's just a horrifying experience. Um, and, you know, look. This is football, for God's sake. Just block and tackle people. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't do anything else. Don't talk to anybody. Don't push anything. I don't care what anybody says to you. Just do your damn job. Thank you, Coach. 
I mean, would that not apply to anybody in any walk of life? Seriously, you could take that. That that guy should have a TED Talk. They'd be 30 seconds long and be one of the best ever. That applies to everybody and everything in life. You guys like, it's football. It's just football. Just block and tackle and do what you know you're supposed to do. And don't do what you know you're not supposed to do. Don't talk. Don't get hooked. Do your damn job. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't do anything else. Don't stop talk right there. Do, do what you're supposed to do and don't do anything else. I'm going to tell you, that's like some of the best life advice I've ever heard in my life. If everybody watching right now, myself included, if everybody listening right now, myself included, did what they were supposed to do and not what they weren't supposed to do and did their job, this world would be a million times better. That is some of the best advice ever. For God's sake. For God's sake, man. It's life. These guys, like, we're like washing sausage being made. It's a horrifying experience. I'll tell you who needs a speech like that. I don't know how to make Who really needs to hear that? Not Colorado. Because, you know, Dion's going to let them have it. USC. Trojan fan. Arrogant Trojan fan. I noticed on my way in this morning, there were a lot less decals on BMWs. Because the Trojans are a mess. The Trojans are like watching sausage being made right now. Tell me a team that's more overhyped and more overrated than USC right now. Instead of flying Trojan flags, they should fly flying sausage. Just just get up on your antenna. We're like watching well, sausage antennas anymore. But just get get a big old bratwurst and slam it onto a coat hanger and affix it to your BMW. Because watching your team right now is like watching sausage being made, like especially defensively. Hey, Van Sizzle, I have never seen a unit less competent than the Colorado offensive line. The Alvin Deloro birth control program thinks these guys are ineffective. Dude, dude, no, no, no. What birth control? Alvin's just doing his thing, man. Alvin's just getting into open space and doing what the stars do, making people miss. Andy, stop reaching. Stop forcing things. All right, we will come back. Wild college football weekend. I saw more where that's uh, or more where that came from. Gas, groceries, utilities. You name it, the price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you're stuck in or think you're stuck in. Your options to get rid of it could be many. Chuck McDowell is the guy you want to find. Chuck McDowell is founder of Wesley Financial Group and has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free of charge. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares, and they might be able to do the same for you. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation, simply call Wesley right now for your free timeshare exit kit. 
See how you can become timeshare free. 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Kevin Byard coming up at 40 past. And as I mentioned, normally I don't do a guy twice in one month, but that was part of a big trade, and Philadelphia definitely one of the ones to watch. So we will track him down, former Tennessee Titan player. That's coming up at 1040, the big head, James Kelly, top of the hour. I solicited telephone calls, so I should take telephone calls. Let's go to Colorado Springs. Matt in Colorado Springs. It's good to have you. Matt, how are you? Hey, Jim, thanks for the line. You just got wanna, it. Just want to call out all those Kansas City fans and all those Swifties who looked over the Denver Broncos, looked forward to Frankfurt, Germany, and uh, like I said, just want to call them out. Uh, I just want to hear what excuse Kansas City fan has today that Travis Kelsey didn't have his girlfriend there, that Patrick Mahomes was sick, that on the Justin Simmons interception that there was defensive holding. I mean, they did anything they could to keep the Chiefs in the game. And let's give some credit to Vance Joseph, whose defense only gave up 27 points in the last two games that he's played against Kansas City. And you got to start somewhere, and 17 was a charm. So just wanted to put it out there and give a little crap to those Swifties out there, and especially to Travis Kelsey who decided he wanted to go to game one of the World Series on Friday night and look over the Broncos' defense instead of maybe doing some studying and seeing exactly what the Broncos' defense brought to them. That's my take on it. You have yourself a good one, Jim. My man, I like the energy. I like the energy. However, I like the energy, period. I like it. However... You could see whereby they might have overlooked you, given that they had beaten you 16 times in a row. But I like your energy. My man, you're talking awfully tough considering you beat them for the first time in 17 games. But I like your energy. I'm glad that they did not snatch your soul or kill all your spirit over the last 8 to 10 years when they've been kicking your ass. I like it, though. I do. I like it a lot. What? Hey, you hear that big head? He gave credit to Vance Joseph, one of the guys you're constantly riding. Big head will have some response to that at the top of the hour. Hey, Jim, thank you for giving us the audio of Coach Biff tearing into all of the Marty McFlies on his team. When the sausage was done being made, did he make like a tree... And get out of here. Vince in Illinois wore, hello, McFly. Sean Crawford, Biff needs to tell his players to go play intramural. Regards, Dan Hawkins. Go play intramurals, brother. brother. Go play intramurals. It's amazing, isn't it, how much the landscape has changed. You would have never heard a coach light his team up like that. I want to say even, I don't know, a month ago. 
I think it's the Coach Prime effect. I think it's part of it. I don't care what anybody says to you. Just do your damn job. See you at the portal. Thank you, Coach. I'm bringing my own Louie. Now you got guys. You saw Ryan Day totally out of character going after that geriatric mm-hmm. Lou Holtz. That seems so out of norm. And I'm not saying that I want I'd them like to, to know stop. Where Lou Holtz is right now. But Biff, I mean, that, that was an incredible in-game interview. They normally say nothing. They do nothing. They throw to the sideline reporter who asks an innocuous question or two just to cover themselves because the coaches have to do it. They know they have to do it. It's part of the deal. And they don't say jack. And they run off. You know, they give you as short and concise and uninteresting an answer as possible only because they have to. Not Biff, man. Biff couldn't wait to let you know how mad he was, how angry he was, what he expected from his players. And his players, his athletes, that's what you want most of all. You just want your leader, your coach, to be extremely clear on what is expected of them. So there is no confusion. He made it very clear what he expected of them. Block, tackle, don't listen to anybody. Do your job. This is football, for God's sake. Just block and tackle people. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't do anything else. Don't talk to anybody. Don't push anybody. I don't care what anybody says to you. Just do your damn job. It almost makes me feel like I could coach football. Thank you, Coach. I could just walk in there and say, hey, hey, listen to me. Here's what you need to do. Block, tackle, throw, catch, run, don't talk to anybody, and do your bleeping job. Let's go. Do your damn job. No, no, do your damn job. Man, I love that. I do. Aaron, the Saints guru, writes, I made sausage fly once and was arrested for it. Signed, Lorena B. I made sausage fly once and was arrested for it. Hey, Aaron. Bro, can we sink any lower than that? Like watching sausage being made. Well, because I suggested that USC Trojan fans fly their sausage because Biff said it's like watching sausage being made. It's a horrifying experience. You think that gave you permission or a green light to bring up Bobbit? It didn't. Here's Eric on the south side. He'll make it worse. You know, I always say make it better. By making it better, Eric thinks I mean make it worse, much worse. Hey, Jim, quote, we're like sausage being made, end of quote. Yeah, that won't keep me up at night. Happy Halloween. J.D. in Milwaukee. Like watching sausage being made. This is truly a race to the bottom today. It's a race to the bottom today. And it's not a race you want to win. And it's not a race that I want to broadcast. This isn't the L.A. Marathon or the Boston Marathon or the Chicago Marathon or any race at all. 
You know what you know what it is? It's a race to get to the segment. It's a race to get to the sports update. So I can get a break. Thank you, Alvy. Thank you very much for picking me up. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trappers, original, old-fashioned, teriyaki, hot and spicy and peppered, all come in four-ounce bags. That way you can sample the different flavors to find out the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? So we are efforting Kevin Byard right now. And I'll find him momentarily. 1-800-636-8686. Dear Rome. The players are no longer amateurs, so coaches are dropping the facade. NIL means coaches can treat players like the employees they've always been, and coaches no longer have to pussyfoot around publicly. You're getting paid. Do your damn job. PGA in Pearland. care what anybody says to you. Just do your damn job. Now, I'm guessing the coaches always said that about players before they became, quote, employees. Do your damn job. ECS826, if we lost yesterday, I was ready to mention how windy and rainy it was out there. Regards, Coog Hunter. It's windy as hell out there too, guys. Hey, I mean, credit for getting it done, but man, how badly did he need that game? How badly would it have gone if they lost that game? How badly would it have gone? Yeah, I mean, it's hypothetical. Neither here nor there because they didn't lose that game. But just imagine what would have happened if the Coog Hunter and the Jets lost to the Giants, who were down their third-string quarterback and had minus nine yards passing. Peaches it and cream. would have been really ugly. Uglier and more horrifying than having to watch sausage being made. But they dug deep, and they got it done. Like watching sausage being made. Hey, Rome, how many times... Was Matt in Colorado Springs going to repeat the same crap over and over while hyperventilating through his call? Dog, you're still the trash-ass Broncos. Simmer down, learn the meaning of the word concise, and get yourself an inhaler. Will in Richmond, a.k.a. the tow truck. He was feeling himself. A bit too much, given that they lost 16 in a row. Man, I'd be concerned about Kansas City. There is some concern about the Chiefs. There is some concern about the Niners. There is some concern about the Bills. You know, these are all bona fide contenders, allegedly. I'll tell you another concern. Cincinnati. The Bengals are back. Joe is back. That defense is back. They made a statement. They made a statement. I said this earlier. They made a statement... In beating one of the best teams in the league. If, in fact, the Niners are still one of the best teams in the league. Oh, no, wait a minute. Let me re- reread that. Hey, Rome. How many times was Matt in Colorado Springs going 
Do you have your guest? All right, I'll go back to that in a minute. Will? As promised, we are joined right now by a safety for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is in his eighth season overall. He is a two-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro. He was dealt by the Titans to Philadelphia last Monday. He had a big day yesterday, seven tackles in his Eagles debut as Philadelphia beat back the Commanders. We are joined right now by Kevin Byard. Kevin, so good to have you back, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just doing a little bit of recovery, you know, on a, on a victory Monday. Um, but yeah, I'm doing great, man. So much I appreciate you, not only for always being accessible to us, but coming through on a Victory Monday where I know there's some recovery. Hey, listen, I rarely have conversations with the same person twice in the span of a month, but given how big that trade was and how much I do appreciate the relationship, I had to reach out once again. Can you take us through the week you just had? How much of a whirlwind was that? I was just going to actually say that it's definitely been a whirlwind. You know, you talk about, you know, getting traded on the Monday catching an early morning fight on Tuesday, shaking 100 hands, doing a physical, uh, immediately jumping in with the coaches and learning the playbook. I think I got to the facility like at 9 a.m. that morning and didn't get to my hotel room until probably like 8 o'clock that night. And then you're jumping in straight on Wednesday, practice, you know, practicing with the ones and everything. So uh, it's been a whirlwind, but it's been exciting. Uh, you know, I love a challenge. It's almost been uh, reinvigorating, you know, kind of, not necessarily feeling like a rookie all over again, but, you know, learn the whole new playbook, meeting new teammates and all those things. So uh, it's been very fun. And uh, obviously we got a great win uh, on Sunday. So, but, you know, looking forward to another big time game, you know, coming here at home against Dallas, which it's going to be really electric. I'll tell you what, I love that because, I mean, you're a pro's pro, so I would not expect it to go this way, but something like that could be extremely overwhelming, but you embraced the whole thing and just got right into it. Listen, Tennessee, I know you loved it there, and essentially that's all you really knew as a professional. What was your initial reaction when you heard that they were sending you to the Eagles? Did you have any idea that was a possibility? Yeah, I, I didn't really know. Um, obviously, you know, you hear the rumors. You know, I kind of talked to my agent. Uh, about some possibilities that it may happen. So I kind of had prepared myself, my mind. Uh, you know, obviously prepared my wife. We kind of just talked about it, the possibility that it may happen. And, you know, you just kind of take it, you know, take it in stride. I mean, I kind of just looked at it, that God is just calling me uh, to a new place. And, um, you know, I had a great, awesome career, awesome time in Tennessee. Uh, I'm always going to be a Titan forever, for sure. Um, but I'm definitely excited to be here in Philadelphia, a place where you know, I was born at. It's my hometown. Exciting to be around family. And uh, obviously try to help this team uh, win the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not here just to be along for the ride. Uh, I'm trying to be here to be a piece, to be an impactful piece. Try to make as many plays as possible in the secondary. We're talking to Kevin Byard. To your point, you've come full circle now. Like, you returned to your hometown of Philadelphia. You were born there. You grew up there before the family moved to the Atlanta area when you were 14. Since Eagles legend Brian Dawkins was one of the guys you looked up to on the way up, what's it represent to you to be assigned the locker that he used to use at the Eagles facility? Yeah, it's funny. I didn't even know that until uh, my first uh, practice day on Wednesday. I was talking to the media, and they kind of said, hey, you know you're standing behind Brian Dawkins' locker. And I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Um, I know that guy, uh, it's a guy I admire, uh, really look up to. When I first started playing safety, uh, that was like one of my inspirations was Brian Dawkins. Why am Brian Dawkins highlight tapes and hype videos on YouTube and things like that? So, and obviously, I know he's a, a, definitely a God fearing man. That's something that I am as well. Uh, so, I know he probably used to play at this locker a whole lot. So, hopefully, some of those blessings from those prayers that he did, uh, you know, kind of 
come to me as well. You bet. Kevin Byer joining us. Kevin, of course, you were reunited with A.J. Brown, who you played with on the Titans. I'm curious, what did he tell you about the Eagles once that trade went down? Yeah, I mean, he kind of – I was one of the first guys that I called uh, after calling my family. He was like, hey, man, I'm super excited for you to come here. You know, obviously, we have a great culture. The leaders and everybody is really great. You're going to enjoy it here. He was just like, hey, you know, he just kind of told me, you know, it's going to take a little bit to get adjusted, obviously, because he went through the same thing. But he was like, man, you're going to have so much fun here. Uh, yeah, he just kind of just gave me a little, little bit of tips and pointers about, like, how to get adjusted, obviously showing me uh, around the building and everything like that. But uh, definitely excited to come here and play with this guy, man. And obviously, you know, he just went bananas yesterday, you know, breaking the NFL record. Uh, but, you know, Julio's here as well. And Zach Cunningham, two guys that I also played with in Tennessee. So, uh, and obviously Marcus Mariota, too. So it's a little bit of Titans reunion going on here in this locker room. We're talking to Kevin Byer. Let me ask you. So you go from playing for a pretty intense coach, Mike Vrabel, to a guy, Nick Sirianni, who is just kind of a different cat. And I mean that in a good way, right? He's really effective, but probably not very much like Vrabel. I know you've only been there about a week, but what are your early impressions of your new head coach and the overall culture of the Eagles? Yeah, just like I said, I mean, the culture has been great. Uh, I think one thing I would say about this team, uh, or just like you said about Nick, uh, they have similarities as far as they both have a lot of swag. Uh, I think they both had a lot of confidence. He doesn't do as many team meetings, I would say, as Vrabel did. Um, you know, we'll have about three or four, probably five team meetings with Vrabel a week. But, you know, Nick Seriana, he keeps his meetings short, uh, short, sweet, and to the point. Um, but I think here – Obviously, obviously in Tennessee, Vrabel, you know, he's a big personality. He's a great coach, one of the smartest coaches I've ever been around. Uh, so he has a post on everything that goes around his team. Uh, I would say that here, you know, the leaders lead, you know, and obviously the leaders do the same thing in Nashville as well. But I would just say, like, it's more like even at the end of games or, you know, at the end of the practice, like instead of the coaches talking, the players will, you know, come up and, and, and do all the stuff that, you know, you would, I would normally see from uh, Vrabel and things like that. So. I'm not necessarily saying that either way is better, uh, but it's just different. And, uh, you know, it works both ways. So I'm curious, Kevin, how do you approach that? Because you're one of those guys. You're one of those guys. You were one of those guys in Tennessee. Do you immediately step in and be one of those guys? Do you kind of lay out and get a lay of the land and get a feel for things before you step up and be that guy as a leader, I mean, vocal leader? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, you kind of have to feel your way out and see where, you know, you kind of need to fill in. Like I said, this team has great leadership already. I mean, even on the defense side of the ball, guys have been here 10 plus years. Brandon Graham, uh, Fletcher Cox. You have vets in the secondary from Slade to Bradbury and all these guys. Uh, but for me, uh, just being coming in for the secondary, I think there's a lot of things that I can help out uh, just as far as bringing just my wealth of experience uh, to some of the young guys in the secondary. Sidney Brown, Eli, uh, Eli Ricks, uh, some of these younger guys. But also, you know, as I'm feeling my way out, there's things that obviously I know I have experience that I feel like I can add to the group, and that's what I would do that. Uh, but like I said, as far as vocal leadership, they these guys have plenty of vocal leadership. Uh, for me, it's just really earning their respect by how I go about my business, how I practice, how do I recover, how do I play in games. Then, you know, maybe I'll take that next step of being vocal in front of the entire team. But as of right now, I'm just trying to earn these guys' respect by, uh, you know, just doing the, the, the small things necessary on the daily. You're a pro. You mentioned two of my favorite guys, Big Play Slay and Bradbury, two great players. All right, really quickly, before you go, you mentioned it off the top. you got a big game coming up. Since you grew up in Philadelphia, you know all about the intensity of the rivalry between the Eagles and the Cowboys. How pumped are you to make your home debut at the link against Dallas? What are your early thoughts on that matchup? Uh, it's going to be incredible. Uh, Dallas is obviously a really good team. They just 
played really well versus the Rams. I think they put up like over 40 points. So I know they're going to come in here very confident because, uh, you know, we, we definitely had some holes in our secondary or holes in our defense just yesterday we had to clean up. So uh, it's going to be an exciting game. Obviously, growing up, being in Philly, you know all about this rivalry. Uh, it's going to be intense. Uh, it's a 4 o'clock game, so our fans are going to be riled up, probably going to be drinking in the morning. And right around midday, they're going to be super juiced up. So it's going to be super exciting, man. I was just talking to the ticket lady uh, about some tickets for my family. Obviously, I have a lot of family want to come to the game, but she kind of just told us that, you know, it's going to be limited. They might not have, they might not be able to fill every request. So I'm having to sit in that text with some of my family members saying that, hey, you know, you might have to make it to the next game, you know. But uh, this, this Dallas game is going to be intense, and man, I'm super excited for it. Uh, it's going to feel like a playoff atmosphere for sure. No doubt. He had seven tackles in his Philadelphia debut. The Eagles win. Kevin Byer joining us. Kevin, I know it's Recovery Monday, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you very much for coming back on. That was great. Oh, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me, Jim, as always. Yeah, you too, Kevin. Appreciate you very much. Be good. Kevin Byard. I mean, I'm so appreciative of that, obviously. But not long after that trade, he gets in that game. They get the win. Recovery Monday shows up for the program. Get nice. Pros pro. All right, when we come back, the opposite of a pro's pro, James Kelly. Just kidding. No, I'm not. JK, get ready. You're next, dude. Listening to you butcher the English language is like watching sausage being made. It's a horrifying experience, JK. I don't know how to make Let's make some money, dude. Big Head Bets coming up next.